Back to school. This is the podcast where we review things we liked in high school. And when we don't like them anymore, we kick them karate style. And when we still like them, we hug them from a distance. Also, this karate is, style. <laughs> this is your one of your hosts, Liza. Welcome, welcome. And join with me today, like every other time. In- <coughs> Twice a month? Mm-hmm. What is this? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> uh, taking a big drink of water and toasting to all of you wonderful listeners out there. It's me, Andrew. Cheers. Mm-mm-mm. Cheers to water. <laughs> um, Welcome, babies, to this karate chop of an episode. Kia. It's not going to be short. Uh, Much like a karate chop, it will not be short. <laughs> But it might hurt. It could, yeah. So watch out. <laughs> this episode could be very <laughs> painful. <laughs> That's what we like to do. Mm-hmm. Just kick you in the ass. Yeah, just hurt you then, physically and emotionally. Yes. Wrap you up in a in a rope. Mm-hmm. To then like pull the rope so you get hit by a, a horseshoe. Yeah. Right? Right. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Jackie Chan style. Jackie Chan style. Oh, God. I, One of his signature moves, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the horseshoe rope thing. That was terrific. That was terrific. What a great scene. It like, honestly took me a second to be like, what the fuck is he doing? Um, but, you know, he's a professional, yeah. so I should trust him more. Yeah. Liza, what are we talking about? Uh, good question. We watched, uh, I'm hoping you know this, we yeah, what are we talking about? I am confused. <laughs> we, uh, for this episode, watched the 2000 hit comedy action movie with Owen Wilson, Lucy Liu, and beautiful Jackie Chan. Shanghai News. Let's face it, they're all beautiful in this movie. Even, like, Owen Wilson is sort of, like, like grungy beautiful in this movie, like... <laughs> He's he is an attractive man. I'm not gonna like lie, but he's always kind of like grimy and gross in this. But it's it's working for him. He he's definitely the most polished cowboy in the movie. Yes. Well, the other cowboys are Walton Goggins, who's frequently like one of the. Like, he is a strange actor in that like, I I know who he is. He's always like he plays like that person in every movie he's in. The sort of like slimy, bad guy who's like charming kind of, a dumbass. kind of a dumbass some like somehow is always in charge of people kind of charming but also like a loose cannon he's yeah. very good at it uh yeah but he's done a lot of cowboy movies too yeah. i was looking at his imdb and he was in like cowboy and aliens and uh shoot some other stuff that i was like that's a lot of cowboy movies. oh yeah. a bunch of uh quentin quentin tarantino stuff like hateful eight and Django Unchained. Gotcha. So he must love that part. He just has a lot of cowboy like gear at his house, and he just like shows up <laughs> to sets, 
and they're like, I guess you're hired. And you're like, we don't have to buy more costumes. This is great. <laughs> That's his favorite thing to do. Um, Dress up like a cowboy. Before we get into the story, Liza, this was a fact that I looked up while I was watching the movie. Do you know how old Lucy Liu was while she was acting in this movie? 32. 31, 32, yeah. Like, yeah, she I looked looks, it up too because I was like, she looks like she's 18. Oh my, yeah. I said, I think I said <laughs> 17. And like, yeah. I was just like, okay, what's the age gap going to be between her and Jackie Chan? Because there's like sort of like, there's not a, like an overt romance between the two of them in it, but it's kind of, you know, a little hinted Insane. at. And I was just like, okay, like not that Jackie Chan, I think is like a gross person, but I'm just curious what is the age gap here? And it is 15 years, like he's 46, I think, filming yeah. this movie. Mm-hmm. Which also, I was like, how is he 46? He looks the same as now. Same. Like, I, I, yeah, that was, yeah, Jillian watched part of this movie with me, and she was just like, wow. The And she looked over at me, and she goes, the youthful Asians, huh? <laughs> Very complimentary to me. Um, uh, yeah, Lucy Liu. Yeah, what, Lucy uh, Liu and Owen Wilson are the same age in that movie. Yeah, that's that is crazy because like Owen Wilson is like he looks his age. Like he, you know, he doesn't look mm-hmm. like old for thirty one, but he looks thirty one. Yeah. In this movie, Lucy Liu. Yeah, it just like she could have. If you told me she was fourteen, yeah, when she filmed this movie, it's like she, it's incredible. She has she is the fountain of youth. She hasn't found it. She is it. <laughs> Yes, people go to her yeah. for youth. Have you seen, by the way, that it's a very sweet video going around Twitter. Uh, Drew Barrymore has like a new talk show. And so her mm. first episode was Cameron Diaz and Lucy Liu. Oh, cute. And it, the, the, the segment is just like they are complimenting her on like why she's going to be like a great talk show host because she, you know, she's very inviting and all this stuff. And she's just like. I'm supposed to this this is supposed to be me honoring the two of you. You are on my show and I'm supposed to be honoring the two of you. And it's very sweet because she's just like like she's basically saying like the two of you. I am so lucky that we did that movie together because it made me like I found the two of you and you're both like my best friends. And it was just like so sweet. And that is cute. Lucy Lou is like sitting there and I was just like, God, she cannot like she just does not age. No, yeah, she looks great. I she, I saw her on an episode of um, Billy on the Street the other day, mm-hmm. which was already from a couple of years ago. But I was like, man, Lucy Lou is doing well. Yeah, like she is barely aging. She's mm-hmm. aging really well, and I kind of forget about her because I've never really watched a lot of things with her. But every time she pops on screen, I'm like, oh yeah, Lucy Liu's cool. Yeah, she did that uh, Sherlock Holmes show for a couple years, and right that like she was like very good in that too. So I don't know, she's cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lucy Liu stands on this podcast. <laughs> um, more than Jackie Chan. Ooh, I mean, we seem to be stands for a lot of people on this podcast. Jackie Chan included, <laughs> Jack Black included. But I think we can have like multiple people that we stand and Lucy, Lucy Lou, you're on the list. Oh my gosh. It's a long list, but you made it. It's a very long list. <laughs> it's not that exclusive, <laughs> but you're on it. Feel um, partially honored. I think I, this is like, this is the second Jackie Chan movie we've d- done, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was reminded again of how like dumb a comedy can be 
for how great Jackie Chan can make it. Absolutely. Just with his like love of life vibe mm-hmm. and um obviously martial art skills like i'm nowhere near like a martial art fan like i don't know shit about it but there is something about him like making it very accessible like i watch it and i can see the skill like i'm like this is amazing like i have a lot of fun watching him do the choreographed like I have as much fun watching him do that stuff, like the the battle, the choreographed battles, mm-hmm. as I have like watching Jody dancing, which is also highly choreographed. Like it's watching the same type of stuff for me, where I'm just like, I see the like crafting and the the amount of time that that takes and like practicing and stuff like that, and it's really impressive every time. Yeah the 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 scene in particular where he's um he's fighting those like native americans in the river is such a fun like it's like it's so well like that i was thinking the same thing i was just like i don't know why i'm not revisiting more jackie chan movies because like it's just so fun to watch him use his surroundings in that way and like i know like there's a million jackie chan martial arts movies that have come out of china but pre him coming to the U S and doing movies with Owen Wilson and Chris Tucker that like, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're all like, wow, this is so cool. But it's just like that sort of thing was so unique to its time and unique to Jackie Chan in particular of like, you know, like even when like Jet Li became famous, like, you know, in the U S he wasn't doing the like sort of the silly fighting that Jackie Chan did where like all of a sudden he finds like a stick on the ground or like a bucket Mm-hmm. And is able to like use that as part of his fight in a very fluid, what feels like, you know, like it's happening at, you know, like, even though it's all extremely well choreographed, the fact that like, he's just coming across these items gives it this feel of like spontaneity that is not what it's, is not happening, but it is giving off that vibe. And he is just the master at it. And it's so fun to watch him just like flail around, like, you know, there's the part where like he's fighting somebody and he gets them stuck in a tree. And it's like, God, that's so cool. What a fun thing. Yeah, I feel like he every time he does that where he's like using objects around him is like I was thinking about it. I'm like, this is like being the MacGyver of martial martial arts. Yeah. Like he's just like very quick on his feet of like figuring out how he can it's not just using his own body and force and skill it's also like using things that are around him he he's like like, yeah he's like the fighting lorax like he's he's one with the surroundings (laughs) all around him he's one with the earth and because of that he's able to use his friend the earth to like help him defeat like 20 guys and get out of prison and get out of prison oh god what a fun like I have I have a hard time because I I think the chemistry between Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker is better than the chemistry between Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. Not that there's a lack of chemistry between the two of them. I think they're very fun together in this movie. But I think just like Chris Tucker just pops off the screen more than Owen Wilson does. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say Owen Wilson doesn't have his charms. He certainly does. He's very charming in this movie. He's very funny. But I was like just like yeah, there's certain scenes like the scene where they. So, should we should we set up what the movie's about? I guess. Yeah, I was gonna ask you. Do you want to give us a synopsis? Yeah. So, uh, 
Lucy Liu plays a princess in China, uh, Princess Pei Pei. Mm-hmm. And she decides that she is going to go to the U.S. to, like, help free a bunch of, like, uh, basically Chinese people who are in slave labor. And so she goes over to help them out. And Jackie Chan is a member of the Royal Guard who, like, had who feels responsible for her escaping. So he and his uncle and a troop go to the U.S. to go find her. They end up in, um, is it Old Time California? Yeah, I I don't think it's clear, but because they're doing the railroad, I I think that's what. It's oh, it's Nev- it's Nevada because it's Carson City. Oh, so you're that right. like yes. California Nevada area. So they go yeah. there. They end up on a train that gets hijacked by Owen Wilson's gang. Um, Owen Wilson's gang. Then a a new member of that gang kills uh, Jackie Chan's uncle, and then the that gang ends up kicking Owen Wilson out. Jackie Chan goes off on his own to find. Uh, Princess Pepe, the two of them sort of meet and have to form an unlikely alliance in order to help. Like he, so once Owen Wilson finds out there's gold involved, he decides to pretend like he's a good guy and help out. Jackie Chan needs his help because he doesn't know the terrain, so he accepts him. And then they start to form a bit of a friendship as the movie goes on in order to find Princess Pepe. Yeah. Uh, Also, Princess Pepe is like one of the reasons why she's fleeing from china is she's avoiding arranged marriage that's right uh and then she so she she basically gets betrayed by her american uh like english tutor yeah who like helps her get out of china under false premises and when she gets there they add her to the um enslaved labor yeah uh which is like the perfect premise to make a princess like humble and like she loves her people. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, it's like the perfect premise for, for you to love the princess and for you to like wish her well and, and success. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's not just like, I guess, I mean, it's still like boy saves girl, but I think it's like, for 2000 was trying to be the modern version of how to save a princess but also the princess is like woke and cares for you know human rights there's also like that there's also a few scenes where she's able to sort of like kick some butt herself and like there's a couple scenes they don't do it a ton and i wish they'd done it more but like there's a big bar fight scene where like the servers are like beating up a couple dudes and, you know, like there's there's multiple times where women in this movie come to the aid of and like help them like save the men, essentially. Like there's a scene where the sheriff is like drunk and it it had followed one of my favorite scenes in the movie, which is Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson getting drunk in the bathtub. Um, <laughs> I knew that was going to be your favorite. It's just they are. It is very cute. They're doing this like very fun drinking game where they're like doing this like countdown thing in Chinese. Mm -hmm. And at first it's like, you know, they're going to do it once and then they, oh, uno mas. And they do it again. And then they like they've done it like 20 times at this point. And I don't know, like I think it's the high energy of it makes me think that they're having fun doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of coming through on screen. Like, I don't know. I guess I imagine working with with Jackie Chan is uh is fun regardless of 
Um, you okay over there, Liza? Yes, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> uh, you just had a very... Uh, have you ever seen the clip of Tom Holland at like a Comic-Con and he's like sitting there waiting for somebody to ask a question and he starts fiddling with his microphone <laughs> and it like falls apart in his hand. And That's pretty he, much what just happened. He makes this face <laughs> of like, what did I do? What do I do? Like he's like caught and he just like looks at it like, oh my God, I just broke this microphone in front of like a thousand people. That was the look you just had. Yes, um, it was exactly that. Uh, it's good. The microphone is not broken. Yeah, it just almost fell. Uh, but anyways, the yeah when they're they just look like they're having fun, and I imagine working with Jackie Chan is just the most fun. Yeah, that scene makes me think that it was almost not scripted. Like it just looks like they were they told they told Jackie Chan pretend to, to be to drunk do in a bathtub. like a ch- a song or like some kind of fun rhyming game mm-hmm. in in Mandarin, and then. And then they told Owen Wilson to just go with it yeah. and like just be the yes and person. Mm-hmm. And then they're doing that over and over again. And I don't know how many times they shot it, but it it, it looks like organic fun where yeah. they're just like laughing their asses off because Owen Wilson has no idea what the fuck Jackie Chan is saying. And he's like trying to mimic him. It's kind of like that sketch in SNL between... Uh, Oh. Kristen Wiig and Fred Armisen, yeah. where they come to to the news uh, report, and they're, they're like a like, brother sister singing song. group. Yeah. We, we we're gonna sing, and then the whole time it's Fred Arm. It's obviously Fred Armisen who's like coming up with shit on the fly, and Kristen Wiig trying to follow suit. God. I'm gonna watch that sketch as soon as we're done with this. It's I had so forgot good. about that. It's... Like I lose my shit every time I see it. Yeah, there's multiple of them too, and that it reminded me of that where it's just like. They told Jackie Chan to go ahead yeah. and then Owen Wilson to just follow suit yeah. o- while not understanding one word yeah. of what's going on. Owen, your entire job <laughs> is to follow along here. Just do your best. Yeah. And he did great. Yeah. It's probably the funniest scene. I yes. Would say. I would agree with that. It's very, it's also, it's, it's very funny. It's just, it's very charming to watch like two, two people just like seem to be having a lot of fun with each other on screen. Yeah. Um, it's very like humble bromance yeah like they're just having like a giggle of a time yeah but um, anyways that scene leads to jackie chan confronting the sheriff who is a bad guy and he's like abusing the um a a, a woman of the night um he is <laughs> he's abusing her yeah. and he cut he like comes into the room drunk and so jackie chan like tries to fight him off but this like also inebriated sheriff but less drunk than jackie chan sheriff starts to, like choke him to death and that's when the the woman in the room like comes to his aid and like kicks his ass too so like there's a few scenes like that i kind of wish there was like i wish lucy Liu as a as a main character she's the third build person in this movie got mm-hmm. a little more action time and a little more like showed to like be a like a competent fighter too instead of just being like princess in peril but um they did okay they did okay with it i i kind of actually i didn't even put it together you're right it's not even just the two women because the the native american woman that gets married to jackie chan you mean the character who does was strange it's strange and she doesn't even have a name her her she's credited as native woman indian wife wife is the name of her character (laughs) oh god um who also could be 15 
not sure about, yeah. about that. I tried to find how old the actress was, and I couldn't find it on the internet. Um, she there's hasn't a, done there, a lot of acting. I think she was mostly a model. Yeah, there's a lot a, of people and who, like a professional rodeo, uh, writer. Cool. I don't. Yeah, I was like, damn, she is a multi-talented person. Mm-hmm. Um, she also bails them out a couple times. A, like, mo- she, like she more than anyone saves their lives multiple yeah. times. Like when they're in like. She seems to be like in a you know like in a video game you always have like there's like something that just like seems to bail you out of like near death situations randomly. She like just they're not there and then they should just show up. Out yes, of nowhere. she shows yeah. up when they are like at death's door. Like there's a scene where they're going to be hung that she saves them from. There's right. like multiple times where she just she shows up only when their lives are like truly in danger. Mm-hmm. If they're like fighting people in a bar, she's like, eh, you can handle that. But when it's like. Yeah, they're going to die here. Then she's like, yeah. I have to save the day. <laughs> Which is so... Okay, we're going to get into the parts of me like poking holes here. Because That's fine. There's a, lot, there's a lot of problematic things in this movie in terms of like cultural unawareness yeah. and racism. Mm-hmm. Like straight up, sometimes it's just like, nope, that's straight up racism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... And because of it being a Owen Wilson 2000 comedy, it's slightly sexist sometimes. Yes. <laughs> All um, of the above. Including, well, and including the parts where, like, Jackie Chan shows up out of nowhere. Well, I guess technically, like, fights off some Native people that he thinks are attacking a little boy, but it's not clear i guess yes the little boy like went too far and went into a territory he wasn't supposed to and he's being chased down the river jackie chan just sees a distressed child tries to help and therefore that makes him worthy of marrying the chief's daughter Mm -hmm. that day even though like and no with no english being spoken like yeah, they're speaking at that in, point. Yeah. I, like uh, Jackie Chan knows some English, uh, or his character does a little bit when he arrives, and at the end of the movie, he's bilingual because that's how it works. Yes, and <laughs> and then the the native tribe mostly does not speak in English. I don't yeah. remember them saying things no. in English, but um, so it's that weird comedy of the time where it's like situational comedy in terms of like look these people don't understand each other haha <laughs> that's so funny but also like arranged marriages yay <laughs> <laughs> isn't that funny this random 46 year old dude is gonna marry this random person because yeah, maybe he, teenager like, maybe fought off a couple dudes in the river like i don't know it's very uh, over the top is the best thing I can say. It's a nice way to put it. <laughs> Insensitive, um, maybe another word to put it. And I I think there's definitely some straight up problematic things in terms, like even at the beginning, like how they portray Chinese culture is, I don't know. It's like they're. I feel like a lot of it is hidden under this mask of like it was 1881. So 
right? People are living their own stereotypes then. And it's like, ah, you're still doing the stereotype. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, like you get your classic like music cues when Chinese people are on screen. Yeah. And uh, and then the, I don't know, some of the outfits, uh, I was like, is this, I can't tell. Because it's like, well, I guess we have like all the way people are in cowboy. And that's kind of ridiculous as well. I don't know. It's hard for me to tell. Like, where's the line here? Yeah. The, um, the thing I was noting in the movie when I was watching is just like, I mean, there's certainly not one named black character in the movie. I'm not... No a hundred percent positive there's a black person in the movie like whatsoever no, i don't think so either like even like as like a background player or like somebody who just like passes by i don't i i can't recall maybe i'm wrong and i'll i will be gladly told that i'm wrong uh but i don't think i don't think there was one no i i i don't think so either uh because you go through different types of scenery you go through like uh well you're you're in quote-unquote china at the beginning um and that's all asian actors i don't know if they're all chinese but and that was a lot of actors because there's a lot of scenes of the like rows and rows of guards yeah um so that's a lot of uh background actors as well and then you get to the u.s and so you have your like uh your towns where it's just like white people only white people that's it Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. and and it's all like cowboys and then hookers i don't think uh, we saw a non-hooker woman in town i'm not sure i don't recall that yeah other than the only like one amish or like maybe amish family i don't know what they're supposed to be yeah there was like a there was a woman on the train who got like a a sort of speaking role it was oh, just like yeah that owen whistle uh hits on yeah and she is just like she is just you know person on train and then there's pretty, pretty blonde princess pepe and then there is the indian wife and those are the uh these those are i think the women characters that are not hookers in this movie yeah um and then you get to the to the the couple scenes with the tribes and they did hire some native folks for that they did also definitely hire white stuntmen to do the like fighting scenes that mm-hmm. are double painted <laughs> like they're like quote unquote tanned and then they've got the like warrior paint on on top yeah uh which is very problematic um and and then you get to the railroad and that is all Asian actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you get a grandma, like an Asian grandma. Okay, who's yeah. A you know slave. what? This movie is Yay. good now. You're right. This movie is good. It passes the racially sensitive test. You're right. <laughs> uh, it does not. If you if point you were... made, Liza, I agree with you. You don't have to argue it anymore. Um, yeah. It. So when you when it came out in two thousand, yeah, did you see in theaters? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Were you 
more excited about Owen Wilson or more excited about Jackie Chan? This was probably one of the first Owen Wilson movies I saw because I was not, mm. I was at this point probably not that familiar with uh, Wes Anderson movies. Okay. And I don't know where else I would have seen him in something. Like this was definitely a Jackie Chan vehicle for me. I love that that's like basically saying that Owen Wilson has like two cash cows is either he's hired on a <laughs> on a Wes Anderson movie or on a like, comedy on a duo comedy with like jackie chan or ben stiller or yeah ben stiller <laughs> well like what else what else does that's he it. do no, that's it <laughs> oh and then the one time he did parasite love you or or whatever oh, that movie oh. where he was playing um oh god like romantic involved the writer or whatever the fuck that was. I know what movie you're talking about. I cannot. Is it like Midnight in Paris or something oh, like Midnight that? Midnight in Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Paris. I love you. That's a different movie. That you're is right. a different yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> is Natalie Portman in that one? Paris, I love you. Probably. Wasn't that like? Uh, was that like yeah, a bunch uh, of short? I don't think I've seen Paris. I love you. I don't know. Huh. Paris, I love you is like the 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 kind of like hand in hand movie from new york i love you mm-hmm. and that i saw new york i love you and it's like a bunch of little stories yeah with different directors think that meet like all in one movie about yeah. the city and i think they did the same with paris but i've never seen yeah it. paris i love you is also the uh r-rated version of the paris hilton sex tape where like all of the sex is cut out and it's just the parts where like her boyfriend's talking to her or something wow what do you think her boyfriend talks to her <laughs> I mean, at some point, he probably said, do you want to make a sex tape? And... <laughs> oh, hopefully. Yeah, that's There's some, hot. some cons- consent there, hopefully, maybe. You're more famous than me. This could get me famous. Do you want to do this? Yeah, that's hot. Okay. So you were saying you saw it in theaters. Yep. And yep. you were like, oh, my gosh, Owen Wilson is great. I said, wow, when I saw him on screen. He just popped for me, and it was definitely my reaction. Had you seen anything about Jackie Chan before? Yeah, I uh, I think Rush Hour had been out at this point, so I'd seen oh, Rush okay. Hour. Um, I think the first movie I saw of Jackie Chan's in the theater was a movie called Mr. Nice Guy. Hmm. Um, I don't remember the plot to that at all, but I kind of remember that being the first thing I'd seen with him. But I was at that point in in, in I was in with Jackie Chan. Yeah, I was in the Chan the Chan clan. The Chan fan clan. <laughs> that's definitely how his fan club is called yep and you have to say it as unenthusiastically as that the chan fan (laughs) clan um i think part of why this duo is not as charismatic as well okay they they sing in rush hour which i think is the part that they sing and dance don't they um at least it yeah there's, there's more that, there's that war what <gasps> is it good yeah. for moment yeah uh in the car which is totally missing from this movie but i guess you could say that the bathtub rhyming drinking game is equivalent yeah i really wish in this movie uh that in the 1880s or whenever this movie takes place that jackie chan and owen wilson had gone into a full kid rock i want to be a cowboy sing-along part wouldn't that be great that'd be on, like, so great instead of a car it's like uh, a, a buggy yeah yeah 
Uh, yeah, the the boy hearing Kid Rock was very upsetting because he is just like a shitty dude in the world. Uh, so hearing him in this movie was uh, a, a harsh reminder of how much I don't like Kid Rock. Um, but at the time, I did think that song was pretty cool. Which one is it? Cowboy. Because I want to be a cowboy, baby. Oh. I thought it was Green Day. St- stop. <laughs> Damn it. Ugh, boy, oh boy. I can't fool you no more. It's no. not fair. No, you can't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the the I yeah, there is, I mean, it, it's hard because you're comparing a, one of the more like charismatic actors in Chris Tucker, you know, Owen Wilson is just like, he's a very charming, charismatic actor, but like to put him next to Chris Tucker, who just like, he explodes off the screen. Like, it's not just his voice, it's his body work. Like he's just, yeah, he is just like a very fluid, fun, like it just comes out naturally. And Owen Wilson is just like a, you know, he taught, you know, just the, the impression of him that's sort of like, wow, you know, well, uh, yeah, well, me. It, I feel like Owen Wilson is like, selling you his bit while doing the bit versus Chris Tucker just invites you into the bit. Yeah. Like he's got like, uh, they both have their shticks and they're very different, but there's something about Chris Tucker that I feel like he, he's like, this is my shtick and it's weird. And I'm kind of the unique person to do it. There's not, People out there don't really do what I do, mm-hmm. and I know that. And I'm just gonna invite you in my weirdness. Yeah. Versus Owen Wilson is like, I'm weird, but also you kind of like it, right? I think like, it's. I'm gonna just sell you this bit and see where it goes. It's it's even less convincing than that. It's more, aren't I weird? Don't you think <laughs> I'm weird? Come on. But also, I'm like always hitting on women in my movie. I don't know. There's something about. I don't I'm not a fan of Owen Wilson he I don't like actively hate him but I also like kind of don't see why he's so popular I don't know I also think like the whole kind of second chapter of this movie where they're on the train where he's like mentoring his dummy bandit co-workers uh-huh. um while hitting on women and thieving old women uh <laughs> there's something like the way he does it where it reminded me of one of my favorite movies Darjeeling Limited of how he like walks through the train while like being super condescending to his brothers and 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 it just made me realize like oh wait Owen Wilson has like one way yeah he like, he is like, like a it's sort of like a slime. He's sort of the, he's the every man slime ball. Yeah. Like he really only have like that. He has that one Avenue and he's like been using it steadily. And I don't know that I've ever seen him in a different role. Really? Like he's just him. It's just, you're getting Owen Wilson Mm -hmm. and not so much like a character. Like, yeah, sure. He's like dressed in a cowboy suit. Sure. He's like, all beat up and in a suit in Darjeeling Limited, but it's like pretty much the same guy. Well, he's also on a train. Yeah. So really he just plays a train passenger his whole life. <laughs> That's the, we've just unlocked the secret to Owen Wilson that nobody else has figured out. He loves being on trains. 
when he gets offered a role, he's like, well, I didn't. But the, when I read the script, there was no scenes on trains, though. Do like, you think I could what, arrive what, to what? to the uh the oh boy, what's the name? The Royal Tenenbaum's house on a train. <laughs> oh, wow. oh wow! There's so many trains in this movie. Yeah. I love it. Wow, there's so many cars on this train. Wow. <laughs> um. But yeah, he I even. I'm, I mean, I'll still love Darjeeling Limited, but it's not really because of him. I mean, it, it, it probably is his best movie, though, right? I mean, I think so. Yeah, I can't think of one off the top of my head. I guess if I deep dove into Owen Wilson's catalog, I might pick something different. But like, <laughs> but a movie... people really like Midnight in Paris. Is it because of him, though? Or is it other things? Isn't that the is that a Woody Allen movie? Oh, it is. Yikes. Yikes. Uh, yikes aren't we not liking him anymore liza maybe we don't bring that up anymore oh uh, woody you can't sell the wood man um, he was never in my book anyway i don't need to cancel him woody he was never in your always. book like you i don't need to cancel someone that i've never included Liked. in my brain mm. like i just don't give a shit <laughs> here's my you. my bit on that <laughs> good for you liza Okay, so some of this movie is the choices of comedy in this movie are interesting. Okay. Here's why. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> the um there's a lot of like anachronistic things like they're like this is set in 1881. Like they give you the date they start in like old school China and then we end up in like Western, like spaghetti Western United States. Yeah. And you're like, okay, okay, I'm following through. And then you have Owen Wilson the whole time being like the only like culturally aware person in, in its own like racist stereotypical way. But he's like, the way he talks is very like he's like educated quote unquote and i was like he knows a lot of things that i'm not sure a person at that time would know and then has like and the, of, of course the music the soundtrack is anachronistic because it's like modern things yeah not like old saloon music the whole time but there's something like he references a pinata at some point and i was like ah. <laughs> I don't I don't know that that makes sense, but I guess it's part of the humor. Yeah, I, I there's not a part where he's like, wait until we invent the airplane or you know something like that. Like there's not like <laughs> there's not like a thing where it's just like he's just like, you know, in the future when we have DVD players, you'll be able to watch it. You know, Shanghai Noon. Like there's nothing like. Yeah, there's some stuff where it's just like I don't know that a person of that time would know what that is, but at the same time, there's nothing too glaring like it wasn't like wow this train's so slow wait until we invent the automobile guys you know like there's nothing like that no yeah uh, it's not campy but like, there is there is also like too much of the like i i forget like jackie chan's character's name is like chan win and mm -hmm. and there's a part where he says his name and then almost goes john wayne that's a terrible cowboy name you know stuff like that where or like his real name is wyatt earp and Jackie Chan's like, oh, that's a terrible cowboy name. It is? Oh, man. It's just like that That stuff is a little like, 
winky, like, isn't this funny? Aren't we doing a really fun thing here? Is White Earp a famous cowboy? Yeah. Oh, okay. I knew who, I obviously know who John Wayne is, and I got that joke, but I didn't even get the Earp one. Yeah, at least I, I, a famous cowboy character. I don't know if it's a, if it's based on a real person or not. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. There's also, it's not quite slapstick because it's like a half action movie. So then it would be weird to have action and then slapstick. But they do have a lot of like cartoonish things happening with horses. Like, oh, the horse getting drunk. Yeah. There's the horse getting drunk. The, that particular horse is like a trained movie horse Uh because it like sits on command. And there's a couple times where he sits on his like butt, which yeah. is just a funny thing to watch a horse do. But yeah, it like I think the tone I was kind of not sure where they were going. Like it's like they knew that fifty percent of the movie was gonna be action, like hero saves princess. But then they were like, but it's also gonna be high, very funny. But we don't know how funny or like how to write the joke. So we're just going to hire Owen Wilson to do him and then splice in some weird horse trained on sitting on butts moments. (laughs) Do you think their audience was a 12 year old boy? I mean, that was me in the, in the theater. So, uh, you know, not 12, 16, but you know, same thing. Yeah, um, I guess that's true. I yeah, I think that was I certainly think that was probably the the intention was like yeah, the Owen Wilson sort of dry comedy mixed in with slapstick animal comedy mixed in with Owen Wilson or not Owen Wilson, Jackie Chan martial arts comedy. So, I don't know, worked on me when I was 16 and um if we can segue into the score, <gasps> Liza. Uh um, Yeah. I'll go first. And yeah, how many uh, out of five? Uh, Horse bubbly butts? bathtubs. Ooh, bubbly bathtubs is butter. Um, <laughs> out of five bubbly bathtubs, noting the lack of of uh, any sort of dark-skinned person in the movie, um, noting the misogyny throughout and the rampant sexism and sort of sexist uh, language. It's still very fun. And Jackie Chan, it is mostly coming from Jackie Chan because like he is just so fun to watch move on screen because he just does things so well and is very fluid. I will give it a 2.75 bubbly bathtubs out of five with the caveat that there's some troublesome stuff in it but otherwise it is an enjoyable movie how about you um out of five bubbly bathtubs i would give it a two mm-hmm. because of what you just said and also Truly the best things about the movie is Jackie Chan and his martial arts skills and Lucy Liu being able to at least show a couple kicks in the face. I wish there were more, but at least you got to see that a little bit. Yeah. 
and that it ends with bloopers. Oh, fucking I love just, bloopers. I, I want to go back to a time where we had bloopers at the end of everything. That was the exact thing I was about to just bring up <laughs> was that the movie ends with bloops and who doesn't love a good bloop? I love blooper reel. And also Jackie Chan on blooper reel is fucking amazing. It was yeah. the same on Rush Hour. And he's so silly. He looks like he's having such a fucking grand time on set. Yeah. And everybody else is having a good time with him. And I'm like, I am a sucker. Like, yeah. Can you imagine being like even just like a PA or like the craft table or something? Just like watching these scenes and in between scenes or the scenes where they fuck up. Yeah. And, and Jackie Chan just like cracking up is uh, it's so lovely. And the the... The shit-eating grin, it's the very last blooper, and the shit-eating grin he has on his face when somebody says says something to him and he just delivers the line, ask me if I give a shit, and he just has this, he knows he's going to say it, he can't help himself, and he just says it, he has this big, like, childlike grin on his face, like, I'm going to say this and I'm going to get in trouble, <laughs> and he yeah, says it it's and it's so wonderful, Oh, Jackie Chan, blooper reels, what a great thing. I know. I'm like, is this going to be, is it going like, to be like bucket hats and crop tops where it's going to come back in 20 years? Like, <laughs> I would love I, for bloopers to come back and, and bucket hats not to. <laughs> well, Julie, Damn. are bucket hats <laughs> back? Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, like, yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, when you're like cool and like between 15 and 23. Got it. Uh, I'm I'm not in that age range, so I'm not gonna do that. But it, they, I've definitely seen some college age folks wearing bucket hats. Damn it, college kids, come on! The '90s are back, my friend. Stop, stop partying with the coronavirus and stop wearing bucket hats. In that order, you can you can have the bucket hats on for a little bit while you're social distancing, but At then. Home. Yeah, at home. But then once you have figured out that social distancing is the thing to do and it's just become part of your life, get rid of the fucking bucket hats. <laughs> Liza, are you ready this for the- This is an anti-bucket hat podcast. Yeah, we stand Jackie Chan, Lucy Liu, and Jack Black and other people, but bucket hats, you're not <laughs> on the list. Uh, Liza, are you ready for the surprise prize? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Hit it for Nand. Much soothing. Should we make uh, Kid Rock the new surprise prize song? No. Cowboy baby. Ugh. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, you should be. Uh, for this week's surprise pies, my dear Fernandos. Are we I calling the fans Fernandos for now? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's like podcast babies and then and then Fernandos are like the little brothers. Oh, okay. So the podcast listeners bring your little brother into the room because those are the fernandos yes uh i have a question for andrew <gasps> it's deep get ready oh shit it's hella deep my friend are you prepared i'm i'm, I'm ready 
All right. <clears throat> in a world where you're the kid on that in of that rich family on your block who has a giant trampoline or a giant basketball hoop in the yard, what would you get instead? Or maybe you would get a basketball hoop. Oh, okay. So the question, I am in a rich family and the rich family, they always have a thing in their yard to show their opulence, like a basketball hoop or a trampoline. Yeah. It's not like a car. It's like the thing that's for the kids that you're like, damn, they bought that expensive thing for their children, not for themselves. Hmm. Pool. A pool? A pool. Oh, like an, uh, <laughs> like a pool that's like above ground or like a built-in to the ground. Like that's part of your, you know, equity. Built pool. into the ground. Cause okay. I, we, my dad had a business partner or somebody he did business with that had this house near Olympia and just like the richest people I've ever met in my life. They had this like huge driveway that like, you know, started with a gate, went winding down and they had like, what is one of those houses that had, has wings. Like, you know, there's like separate parts of the house you can just like be in and not like see a person. Yeah. And I remember one, they had ski dues that like they could go to the, like the ocean with and like right around in that water but they also had like a pool and I was just like, this is the, this is the life of luxury more than the house, more than the ski dues, more than Especially in Washington. Like most people don't have pools here like in LA or like California. It's more common. Right. So like as a Washington boy who was just like, I can't believe they have their own pool. Like that to me was like, Whoa, that is now that's the life that's living. I agree. That's a good pick. What about you? What is your answer to this hard-hitting question? <laughs> this deep. This question is as deep as that pool. Let me tell you. Ugh. Uh, I I would probably pick a pool too. Like I legit have said that as a kid. Like people with pools are the most luxurious, fanciest kids, and I am so jelly. Yeah. Um. I never really got like I was like well, and I grew up in like a a mountainous town that mm-hmm. was only like hot during the summer and otherwise it was pretty cold most of the year so it's like even if we had the possibility of a pool it would have to be like an enclosed pool because otherwise you're only using it like a Two little bit year. during the year i don't know now as an adult, I'm like, it would have to be practical. But as a kid, I was like, fuck this. I yeah. would use it two days a year and it would totally be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing that I thought of, and this is less of a, I mean, it's a less showy thing because it's indoors, but I once visited a house um, that had its own indoor basketball court. Oh my God. Like just in the house, there was like an entire thing that was just an indoor basketball court. And I couldn't believe that somebody had this amount of money that they could dedicate a portion of the house to be a basketball court. How many people were in that house? Uh, You know, like probably five, like a a family. Oh, wow. But it it, it was like one of those things that, again, like it just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. That within a house, there could be a basketball court when, like, 
Most people's houses are not the size of a basketball court. That's true. I would also say if it was like up to me now, I mean, that's something like I wouldn't want as like particularly as a kid. I'm just like, I want this now as an adult. If I had the money, I would do it uh, is like a home theater. Yeah. Like in the basement or something like a separate room where you'd have like you could host parties with a bunch of well post corona uh where you could have a bunch of people and a big screen and comfy chairs with like crazy sound so good you know Mm -mm -mm. one of the things that jillian and i have been doing a lot in quarantine is like we look on like redfin or zillow for like houses that we're not going to move and we're like not in the market to move or buy a new house but like we just sort of look for fun yeah. And I came across a house that had its own recording studio in it. Already? Yeah. Like a fully, like, it was like enclosed oh. and like, it had like the glass, the, like people sit outside and look inside the, the studio. Oh my gosh. Ins- it's like a, it's like a radio. Yeah. It was like, it was like, like watch people. It was for like bands to come in and record. And I was just like that, like how stupid would it be for us to buy this house? And like <laughs> you and me are like recording in this like huge, like very expensive custom made recording studio. And just like the two of us, like sitting around playing Fernando and like talking about <laughs> Jackie Chan movies, just like this thing that's supposed to like, you know, I, I imagine that like a producer, like, you know, like a real music producer, like built that and mm-hmm. like put a lot of work into it. And then like, here's us just like, <laughs> Hey, <laughs> Play it again, Fernando. How many bubbly bathtubs? <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. When are you buying that house, though? Oh yeah, uh, we just put in an offer for twenty yes, bucks, yes. and uh, it'll be yeah. We're I'm sure we'll be accepted any day now. Oh man, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I'll send you know what? I'll send you the listing. You can look at it. I have to find is it that, again, but yeah, you should. Is that what the Patreon money is going towards? Yes, yeah, it's going towards buying this house. So. Um, speaking of your Patreon bucks going to me buying a house, why don't you subscribe to our Patreon by going to patreon.com slash good talk studio and subscribing to the good talk extras, uh, tier. You get the two episodes of good talk, uh, the throwback to school bonus episodes a month plus gentlemen overlords bonus episodes. And there's other tiers too you can subscribe to, but that's the one that pertains to this one. So why don't you do that for that's five bucks right. a month? Put in the money Put for in, some down payment. That's right. So we can buy that house. <laughs> the mansion with the the already pre-built record stewed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then while you're at it, go to our social media pages, Instagram.com slash throwback to school, Facebook.com slash throwback to school, and Twitter.com slash TBTS, or I'm sorry, TBT school. And right. follow us on there. Yeah, on Instagram you can see some sneak peeks now. Some sneaky peekies. <laughs> and yeah, follow us, love us. You can rate us on uh, Apple Podcasts and other ways. Uh, you can rate us on Insta on Facebook, and you can also listen to us via Spotify now. What? And don't forget. We are also now on Stitcher. Ooh, look at us bitches. We're so hip. That's right, bitches. (laughs) 
Uh, And you know what? See you tomorrow. Bye. See you tomorrow. Bye.